0: Hi, my name is Barb Nangle. I'm the founder of Higher Power Coaching and Consulting. I want to welcome you to my podcast, Fragmented to Whole, Life Lessons from 12-Step Recovery. This is episode 59, Making Things Mean Things That They Don't. Before recovery, very often when things would happen, I would decide it means this. This. And I would make things mean things that they don't. And I would act as if the meaning I placed on an event or an incident or an interaction was the truth. Recovery taught me that I was doing this and that I don't have all the information about a situation. I only have my own personal perspective about something. I really don't know what other people's motives are. Hell, I sometimes don't even know what my motives are. So how can I possibly know what other people's motives are? I believe this is also related to comparing our insides to other people's outsides. When I look at someone else and I decide something about them, like they're strong or courageous or healthy or successful or whatever. And then I go into the rooms of recovery and I hear people who on the face of things look like they're pretty successful and content proceed to talk about all of the pain and drama, dysfunction and suffering they go through, I realized that I shouldn't judge a book by its cover. Or maybe I think someone's a complete ass. And then this brilliant wisdom about how to live a life of meaning comes out of their mouth. And again, I learned don't judge a book by its cover, which is another way of saying don't make things mean things that they don't. Here's a better example of making things mean things that they don't. This past Christmas, I got a gift from someone and they told me before we exchanged gifts that they really didn't have time for wrapping. I was completely okay with that, but I know for a fact that before recovery, I would have made that mean they don't love me, they don't care about me. What's cool about recovery is is not only do I not make something as benign as an unwrapped gift mean that someone doesn't love or care for me, but I can also see that that's how I used to think, which means I can see my part in the dysfunction of my life before recovery. Prior to recovery, I wasn't even aware that I thought like that. Recovery showed me that I had some pretty distorted thinking and then what that thinking was like. Now, I understand that the way for me to know how people feel about me is the way they treat me over time. It's not contained in one simple act. I realize now that I would take all these different acts and I would build a case against somebody because I made things mean things that they didn't. I also know that my ego or my disease, as some of us in recovery say, wants me to be miserable. And one of the ways it does that is it tells me things in my own voice, in my head that will keep others at a distance from me or that will keep me separate from other people. My brain still tells me effed up stuff about people. Sometimes I just know now not to listen to it. So let me tell you a little more about that unwrapped Christmas gift. It was a microphone that has its own speaker. I can magnify my voice with the flick of a switch. And what's really incredible about that is my entire life. I was told I was too loud and I came to internalize the belief that I was too much. So to have somebody give me a gift that super validates who I am, and gives me the message that I need to be heard, and not only heard, but that my voice needs to be magnified. Now that is an incredible gift. Yet, if I had made made it mean that the unwrapped present meant they didn't love me. I would have completely glossed over all of this appreciation and had no appreciation for the value of the gift, which is that somebody knows me. They know who I am, what my wounds are, and how they might possibly heal them. Here's a little more about that scenario. After telling me they didn't have time to wrap my gift, they took some wrapping paper from a present I'd given them and they'd already unwrapped and just like really sloppily kind of like rounded it, rounded around the present and handed it to me. And we were both laughing by this time. And I was like, did you get that wrapped at Macy's? And we laughed and laughed and laughed our asses off at the absurdity of that statement. People This is what life is about. It's about relaxing and having fun with our lives, with the people we care about, instead of holding people to impossible standards and making things mean things that they don't. And if we're holding people to impossible standards, we probably didn't even tell them about them. Let me use this gift wrapping example to illustrate my unspoken standards. Before recovery, I wanted beautifully wrapped presents, but I never told anybody that. I expected them to know. And then if they didn't do it, I made it mean they don't really love me. Let's move on to another example. I know this still sometimes happens to me, and I still need to be reminded, don't make things mean things that they don't. I'll send somebody a text message to let them know I'm thinking of them. Consciously, I'm thinking of them and want them to know. But clearly, there's something else going on subconsciously. Because if they don't respond in the next couple of days, my subconscious thinking kicks in. And I make it mean they don't love me. They're not my friend. They don't care about me. I'm much less important to them than they are to me. And then they'll write back something like, love you. I'm so happy you sent me this message and to know that you were thinking of me. What was really going on is that they were busy. So I made this delay in response, which I assumed was a non-response, mean they don't love me. I don't matter. Are you doing that? Is there somebody you're doing that with? I suspect there might be. One of the ways that this kind of thinking can be cleared up is to directly communicate with people. That is, if somebody says something that you're unclear about, or they do something that you're unclear how to interpret, you ask what they meant. You could say, Hey, I texted you two weeks ago to check in on you and you never responded. What's up? Did you get my message? Or if somebody says something and you don't know what it means, you can say, I don't know what that means. I found myself saying, I don't know what that means pretty regularly now that I'm in recovery. And it is such a relief when I'm unclear about something to get clarity That was just not my experience in life before recovery. I somehow grew up with the notion that I was supposed to know things. And I also internalized the belief that I wasn't allowed to ask questions. And somehow I was supposed to read other people's minds. The first time I did the 12 steps, it was with a small group because there were no sponsors in my area. And we realized as a group, that the reason we wanted people to read our minds is because we thought that's how it works. We'd been quote, reading other people's minds our whole lives. Why weren't people reading ours? Who cares if we were wrong? This is yet another way in which my life before recovery has become crystal clear. While I was in it, I had no idea that this was how I was thinking. I didn't know that I thought people should read my mind, but obviously I thought that and I didn't know that I was making things mean things that they don't. If someone did something that could possibly have been interpreted as being against me, that's how I interpreted it. But now I know that I don't need to make things mean things that they don't. I get to ask what things mean if I don't understand And I question when my brain tells me things like, he doesn't love you or she doesn't care about you or you don't matter. Especially when that happens after just one incident or one interaction, when the rest of my relationship with that person has been wonderful. I hope this has been helpful for you to see how my brain has worked over time and seeing how you may be making things mean things that they don't. I wish you well in clearing up your distorted thinking, my friends. That's it for today. If you like what you've heard here, then you just might be interested in private coaching with me. If that sounds like you, head on over to my website, which is higherpowercoachingandconsulting.com and click on the contact menu. I'd be happy to schedule a consultation with you to help you make lasting changes in your life like I've made deep lasting changes in my life. My ideal client is someone who is ripe for change, but I'll coach anyone who wants to be happy, joyous, and free. So if that's you, shoot me an email. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening. Be sure to like and subscribe so you can be sure to get future episodes of my podcast. Thanks again.